Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. And that's why HBO failing to invite us to the premiere is a personal act of vengeance against me for it what was. I did to Casey yes. Lloyd. Hey, I'm sorry. Hey, everybody. <laughs> uh, welcome to Take the Black Live. This is the one and only show on the internet where we talk about the things you need to know right now, right here, like the latest goings on in the worlds of sci-fi, fantasy, television, and movies. I am Dan Selke, the editor of WintersComing.net, here with Dan Roman, the other editor of WintersComing.net, Two Dans, no waiting. Dan Roman, how are you doing on this lovely Wednesday afternoon? I'm doing good. I'm doing hotly, heatedly. Uh, it's, hotly. it's very hot in this room. So hotly, well, I, there's a word that I want, and it's that lets you know where I'm at. Okay, sorry. So uh, I'm doing good. I'm excited to talk. <laughs> this is an unscripted podcast, and we are here to have fun and hope you guys are too. So is down to New talk York- some House of the Dragon. How are you doing, Dan? I'm solid. My place is well air-conditioned. Um, is New York one of the areas that's currently going a heat wave? I'm sorry if it is. Uh, I mean, moderately. It, it's warmer than usual, but not excessively so. It was hotter like a week and a half ago. So we're not, you know, like Canada or England where they're being crippled by the heat wave. <laughs> we're not the set of Snowpiercer here is all I'm saying. No one's shutting down work. For the ironic. Yeah, I feel so weird because I, I told people, which is my anecdote, Chicago is, is, is where I am, which is um, famously inhospitable in the winter and the summer, just too hot, too cold. It's actually been quite temperate. And I'm watching other places that aren't generally uh, overheated or underheated just uh, experience horrible temperatures. So it's nice. We yeah. just had that rainstorm. We did. Did I sleep through it? I don't even remember it. <laughs> the climate's changing everywhere. Um, and we it's true. Are Chicago here. is the new evened out epicenter. Every, everyone go to Chicago is what I hear. They're going to yeah. have the good weather. Anyway, thanks to everyone showing up. Hello to Josephine and Dana, Angela, Robert, Melissa over on our Facebook. And we have a Cassandra over on our YouTube asking about our fancy countdown song. We'll get back to you in that, Cassandra. And we are here, as you said, to talk about House of the Dragon, which is, hey, Joanne, uh, yes. hello, Dana. Uh, the new Game of Thrones successor show coming to HBO in a couple of short weeks on August 21st. And Daniel, they held yes. the premiere, the world premiere of House of the Dragon uh, last week. And before I saw you guys had to see that, I was just complaining that we weren't invited. And you know what? Like at, at, 
<laughs> at at one point when I was doing this, I, I thought that like that was just beyond our reach. It's really not. I mean, the people that got to go are. Ju- I mean, some of them are like bloggers and content creators. We why why couldn't we be there next we time? We live in L.A. Going, we can Neither, fly. Yeah, we have one of us of needs metal. to be in L.A. to knock on doors. Are all of them in L.A.? Like all these people? Probably. I, mean, I don't know. I want to go. That's where the I, premiere is. I, I want to. I would say a chunk. Yeah, plane success. I, I, I Julie. Of course, you yeah. get a hi. Hello, there's there's some people in here. Hello, Julie. Hello, three times. Hi, Julie. Julie. Yes, yeah, <laughs> say hello to Julie. Uh, next time, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna try to get on that list. But we do have a lot of impressions from yeah. folks. People have seen the first episode. People, hello, Kenny, as you do. Yes. Well. People have seen the premiere episode of House of the Dragon. And the impressions are starting to roll in. And Dana, in answer to your question, was it good? The basic takeaway from the impressions happily was, hey, Terry, everyone say hi, Julie, was yes. People have liked the episode. Yeah. That is good. The impressions are positive. We'll hopefully get screeners soon. We'll be able to tell you guys more, but um, our own specific things. Right Fingers now, we can crossed. only, yeah. I, I, I think it'll happen. We can only say what others have um reported and generally speaking we're talking positive impressions if we get some specifics here so for example daniel we have mr brandon katz who i believe is the senior reporter for the rap a noted periodical say that the house of the dragon pilot very efficiently explains its context in relation to game of thrones introduces its core characters and lays out the central conflict of the series it's an easy to follow premiere with vibrant colors and detailed texture texture absolutely <laughs> a worthy successor so far now again um good so that's not foaming at the yeah. mouth with happiness but pretty good from it's, these pro- professional yeah professional it's viewers an, yeah you know you always kind of expect when people go into premieres like i've never seen premiere coverage where someone comes out and goes it was awful and i hated it like there there's yeah. always kind of this like little bit of a, a limbo space there where no one's going to come out ragging on it but mm-hmm. it seems like you know the response is generally positive and that one i particularly like because he says it's easy to follow and it's it lays important. out its relation to game of thrones and that's kind of been one of my big questions is you know i tried to explain the dance of dragons to a relative who had no idea about any of this stuff and they were just like this sounds like it could be very confusing so it's nice if they found a good way to lay it out i know that was a concern of the show early on too i mean it's interesting because there are technically fewer characters on this show than in game of thrones i mean it's not as sprawling but this time the timeline is kind of wacky like we don't have like 30 different houses all with competing interests all with characters we're going to follow but we do have yeah. a wide ocean of time to cross to get to know these fewer characters more intimately so it, it could be confusing but i mean again yeah. we heard that they're doing it straight forth not doing flashbacks not doing like multiple timelines that's going to help like it, it's going to help just seeing here's this yeah. person here they are a year later here they are a year later i i, I think it should be all right um as nicole says Thumbs up for the easy to follow plots. Yeah. And hello, Pablo from Argentina. We got yeah. another impression from um, Stephen uh-huh. Weintraub of Collider, another noted periodical. And Stephen says, I did not like the last season of Game of Thrones. One guy's opinion <laughs> at all. But I'll admit the series premiere of House of the Dragon is really well done. And I'll definitely continue watching. After the episode ended, they showed an extended preview of the season and looks cool. Not it looks cool. I dropped the preposition there, no. which is a question some people have had. 
there was many folk, not all of them, but who were kind of burned by the last mm-hmm. of the Game of Thrones. And would they come back to see the um, the follow up? And at least according to this guy. Yeah. And I've heard that from other people, too. I've heard that from other people, you know, on Reddit who were yeah. there. I've heard that from other impressions that the p- people who kind of watch Game of Thrones or a little burned by Game of Thrones are still going to enjoy this thing because, I mean, it is different, which is good news because HBO wants to be seen by a lot of people, wants to see my newbies who so that easy to follow thing is yes. important. And it wants to be seen people who love the original show. So the fact that someone who didn't like it could get into it is a good sign. Yeah, totally. I, that's nice. You know, I've heard <laughs> that from a lot of people too. The I got burned by season eight. I feel like that sentiment, there's a good chance that's going to disappear pretty quick when the show comes out and is awesome. But it's nice to hear an actual critic say that too. Yeah. Julie, Julie is clearly all in. She has ordered seven House of the Dragon Funko Pops and bought a bottle of House of Dragon wine. Nice. Not for drinking though. So just for display then, I guess. Um, I can't imagine. Is it, is it a Westeros themed wine? It is, right? Of course it is. Yeah, they're all I are. Bet. Um, the House of, of the Dragon are like, you know, Lannister <laughs> wine, whatever. And as Kenny yeah. says, right now I'm only Jon Snow excited until I see an episode or two, which I guess means... Does that mean um, you're, you're half moping? <laughs> yeah, like low-key. Jon Snow wasn't much said about, about anything. Not, not really. Okay. He was kind of like a more low-key guy. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. We also got a few more. We got actor, director, Will Graham, who somehow got to go, even though he doesn't have a Game of Thrones podcast and we do and we didn't get to go. Yeah. Who's this Will Graham? I don't know, but I should have had his ticket. And he just said, That's whoa, right. <laughs> H- House of the Dragon is very good. Hashtag House of the Dragon. Woo. So again, yeah, overall impressions. He tweeted it in solid. that tone, too. I did add yes. the woo. Um, that wasn't what what Will Graham said. Sorry to put words in Will Graham's mouth or exclamations in Will Graham's mouth. Woos. And so he put says, woos in his mouth. I got you, Julie. Just add into your collection. Ooh, it's a cab sob. Oh, God, but that sounds pretty good. Nice. Enjoy. Enjoy whether you drink it or not. Now, I, so it can be kind of hard to tell from like these vague impressions, what we're really dealing with. I did listen to a more thorough, like 40 minute recap of the thing by a podcast okay. called the Joffrey of Podcasts. You've ever heard of these people? <laughs> 
<laughs> cute, I right? Cute. Not. Was it good? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I liked it. Now, they gave more kind of details. They were saying things that I thought were more helpful, frankly. They were saying, by the way, okay. the Joffrey of podcasts. I mean, only listen to us, never listen to anyone else, but they do exist, yeah. the Joffrey of podcasts, if you want to patronize them. They were saying things that like, they liked it. Apparently, Damon Targaryen's a standout, which I'm curious about. He's the Matt Smith character, the kind of yeah. irascible, mercurial man who was, um, yes, he is all over the place. They were also saying that it was like the the the, the last third was where it kind of came alive, the episode that they okay. were they weren't really at least the one guy wasn't was like engaged intellectually but not emotionally until the last third kicked in and which is fine i mean you know you get a strong guy named yeah. you, you have to build things up and then get people on a roll they also said that so there have been hints and and i'm not going to spoil it but there have been little whispers uh from people such as the bald move podcast that there's something in the House of the Dragon premiere that amounts to, in the words of Bald Move, high a song of ice and fire heresy. There's something yeah. in the premiere that apparently changes the way we'll look at other events in the original series. It changes the lore, basically. If you care about that kind of thing, it could be a big deal. If you don't, might pass you by. I think I know what it is because yeah. I've kind of trolled Reddit and Twitter enough. Oh, yeah. You know what it is? They don't need trolling. I, or I don't. I, I have not done the appropriate amount of trolling to have a guess at what it is. But <laughs> Dave, David Lightbringer said something interesting that it, it feels like new information, but basically that it was the kind of thing that may have happened off screen or off page. So it doesn't feel like they changed something just like they're filling in the blanks was kind of what I gathered. Am I close? Am I way off? Something like that. I'm going to say something and I'm going to hope no one flags as a spoiler. From what I we gather, don't know. We haven't seen it. <laughs> I, I have a pretty good idea. From what I okay. gather, okay. the heresy lore bit, I think it's just a one-off and it sort of kind of connects to Game of Thrones. That's all I'm going to say, like, even though the show takes place 200 years before. Um, I can't say anything else. Okay. But it, it, doesn't, it doesn't sound like that big of a deal to me. Overall, the stretches are very good. Looking forward to it. Although I'll be curious to see how people respond to that when the actual episode comes out. And again, we hope to see it soon so we can give you our personal impressions. Because, man, does someone curious. have a dream of the Iron Throne covered in ash? I can't that they think I is can't, really snow. I can't say this. Why would you ask me that question? Okay. It may or may I, not involve that's, a dream that's just my or guess. a vision or some kind of dream Ooh. vision. You know how Targaryens have that stuff, but uh, we'll, yeah. we'll find it out when it comes there. Some good comments out here. As Nicole asks, I approve of this. Who are these knockoff GOF podcasts? Nobody, Nicole. Good question. GOT podcast. There is no other Game of Thrones podcast. There is no other TV podcast. We're the only one on the internet. So um, I'm as confused as you are. And uh, as Leo says, someone called David Lightbringer on YouTube. Saw this episode and went into a deep dive. Oh, yeah. David Lightbringer did a deep dive on it. The Joffy Pocket did a deep dive. There are plenty of folks out there who have seen it and did a deep dive who you should not watch. Yeah. Again, just watch us. That's it. We're, 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 we're more than enough. And Am I the only one? Like, I'm a Avoiding the deep dives because I don't want to go in with that level of spoil. Like it's one well, thing they're to not like actually read the news it. about it. Okay, they're not. So they're deep diving shallowly. It's a shallow dive. Yes. It's not yeah. a deep dive. <laughs> yes, really. that's right. Yes, it, 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 it's a very. <laughs> they're skimming the waters. There are a lot of very vague, spoiler-free reviews out there that just give impressions. Okay. Although, again, listen, if you do it, if you watch enough, like I have, you can kind of piece that stuff together. Sure, like you sure. always can. 
And Nick, uh, also a good comment from Joanne who asked, am I the only person who enjoyed us season Game of Thrones? Uh, and Joanne, no, you are not. Plenty of folk did. I know there's this narrative. Everyone yeah. hated it, but there are plenty of folk who liked it. But the backlash is real, too. And we're in a, a fun gumbo right now. She was hoping that there were three different storylines so they could do additional stories, uh, shows on Arya's journey, Jon's journey and what was going on in the north and Westeros. Um, yeah, I mean, it pleased some people. It didn't please other people. And we're going to see if this new show could stand on its own. Kenny asked if House of Dane exists in this time period. I think it does. House Dane exists, but I'm not sure we'll see a lot of it, it because they're in Dorne and Dorne is currently off on its lonesome. Yeah, Dorne is not part of the Seven Kingdoms at this point. So House Dane is around. Um, House Dane is around all the way back to Aegon's Conquest. So we'll see what happens. It'd be cool to see them pop up in some way or another. I could see that maybe being a tiny little Game of Thrones nod, like who's the sword of the morning during this time? There will be nods. We will, we're going to get nods. The big takeaway, sure. though, positive response. People are enjoying it. Also, so I really liked that podcast from the Joffrey podcast because they kind of got into like okay. they were also saying and again they really really liked it a lot they loved Damon especially they loved the episode on general they said I've heard that, that from a few people Damon yeah me too I mean I guess Matt Smith is, yeah. is, is, is a talented actor Smith. so maybe yeah, yeah with his like jaw chiseled from granite and his English brows <laughs> that's so before I talked about how I was a little concerned they were cutting the mushroom character who is jester dwarf from from the book fire and blood not not because like not because i want to see him for the sake of it or out of some misplaced sense of textual fidelity but because i'm a little worried (laughs) that the show isn't going to have enough uh jokes uh that i'm a little worried the show is going to be all serious like all dark and no light all trough and no peak i want some tones in there and they did mention kind of like that that there's no like Tyrion character who's sort of crack and wise daniel i value a good wise crack you know me um i really put a lot of emphasis on what just yes make it dark make it dreary like tell it in serious story but like give us give give us like a little bit of a patter to go in there well hopefully they can find some but i honestly think mushroom who unless they surprise us it's not in this show could have um maybe punched things up just 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 a tad just a tad i mean the question there is how much so even if they had mushroom how much would mushroom be in the show because you know that's the thing they debated was Mm -hmm. was having mushrooms accounts and stuff like that like back before they decided to make house of the dragon linear because fire mm-hmm. and blood is not it's like differing accounts Spectres. um i like the thing with Tyrion is that he was a main character so we got he a was. lot of time with him and he brought the comedy so like i'm with you i don't know who will lighten things up i mean damon's probably the closest but he's gonna be like dark lightening things up like <laughs> like i expect dark humor out of damon and it'll probably be funny but it's not going to be you know Tyrion uh bringing walking into a brothel with a with a donkey and a honeycomb so we'll see well, what happens funny i uh oh, blaspheme <laughs> jokes you never finished it wasn't gonna be funny uh but yeah so that's where i am now well we also have some other comments from the producers and such 
Like we got um, Jojo R. Martin could not attend the premiere because he got the COVID. He got the vid and he had to sit it out. Yeah. And he made now. some, he, he, yeah, Jojo R. Martin has improved. He made some entertaining videos, which just kind of amused me because this guy loves yeah. writing blog posts. And here's a vlog where I talk for 14 minutes about how I have COVID and I got over it. So he couldn't make it. That's too bad. But um, he did. Yeah. He's, he's, he's seen the episodes. He's very interested. He's very excited. He loves them. And they're already thinking about season two, which I think we will almost definitely get. I would be shocked unless the show yeah. completely tanks. We'll definitely get a season two. I mean, with which... the WB, with the WB being what it's be, I'm more nervous than I should be because that's of true. the WB call that's happening. Let's they talk about that, that for a back, second. That girl movie. This and is it's done with Brendan Fraser and Michael Keaton. I would have watched that. <laughs> this is brand new, like today information. Yeah. So the, the, the studio that makes House of the Dragon, Warner Brothers Discovery, is um going through a bit of a tumult. They're kind yeah. of downplaying HBO Max. They have removed it's a bunch crazy. of movies from it. There's an earnings call tomorrow. So Warner Brothers and Discovery merged. And, you know, apparently Discovery is like the senior partner, which I wouldn't think would be the case because they, they bought Warner Brothers, yeah. that, which is weird to me. So for a while, we assumed that Discovery would be kind of put under the HBO Max kind of heading but it looks like the opposite may happen and they may like bundle hbo max into the way less popular and well-known what a mistake it sounds like a stupid idea and they're kind of like such a huge mistake de-emphasizing scripted stuff we'll learn more tomorrow but i mean even if that happens they're they're gonna leave hbo as a network hbo is is, is too popular they're they're too successful um yeah more that but yeah it may make me a little more nervous but i i think we'll get it so we also got Michelle. Yeah. Uh, we also got Michelle M- Miguel Sapochnik saying it could be an anthology series. You know, it's funny that even though we're so far along this development cycle, that we know what House of the Dragon is. We know it's like it's the Dance of the Dragons. It's this discreet war. Mm-hmm. I still see people saying, like on Twitter or whatever, like they should do Aegon's. Are, are they going to do Aegon's Conquest? Like, no, they're not. How did I get that by now? But according to Michael Kalasapachik, it's possible they could do it. It's possible they could yeah. finish House of the Dragon and do like it's still going strong. Well, let's try something Other else. Eras. Let's do the Blackfire Rebellion. Let's do Aegon's Conquest. Let's do Magor the Cruel's Reign, something like that. Yeah. What do you think would be the next one they would do after the dance? I feel like the Blackfire Rebellions. Do, well, I mean, like if, if House of the Dragon became an anthology series, because Duncan Egg, I think, is going to just be its own thing. Yeah, I am. I hope for that Dance of the Dragon ends and then Duncan Egg comes after that. That's my personal hope. I don't want to overexpose cool. this stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I hope they keep it to like three or four seasons and it's just really good. I, I hope so, too. And I think they might. I mean, as long as... Uh, the new guy in charge of Warner Bros. Discovery, I forget his name, but as long as I'm going to start thinking of him as like a new evil overlord, evil overlord, as long as he doesn't get yeah. his mitts on this too much. As Jackie says, if they, oh, this is also an old um, fan request. Jackie says, if they had chose Travis Fimmel for Damon, there would have been humor. That was a, Travis Fimmel was a popular Travis fan choice Fimmel. for it early on. I mean, I Matt mean, Smith is been funny. Good. Yeah. Matt Smith is a doctor. He can do humor. I think Matt is, is going to be a very popular character. I think he's going to impress people. I, I, yeah, I agree. I, there are, there are just some actors where I kind of, you know, my heart hurts a little bit because it does feel like missed Targaryen opportunities. Like Jamie oh. Campbell Bower is another one where I'm like, someone just cast <sighs> him as someone in this show. He, he's the perfect Targaryen. 
But yeah, Travis film would have been a fun one too. I'm trying to prove that it's like, oh, it would be so good if Charlie's Theron was in this. Well, she's not. I mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> there are so many actors That's out there. Fair. Just like having regrets for things that never happened. Uh, reads weird to me in my brain but if that's what you feel i mean i'm not saying i'm losing sleep over it <laughs> you can't get to sleep but you're tossing and turning you're up at night that's fair wandering the streets wondering what it would have been like had vecna ridden a dragon but um that's right i i i think it's better folks in the here and now and what we have now what we could have had yeah no regrets baby hashtag 2022 and that's, that's right. some of the House of the Dragons. And yes, as people are saying, um, another competing podcast, the official HBO House of the Dragon podcast, which yes. is not as good as this podcast, is also out. And yeah, they have the actors on it. And yeah, it's HBO sanctioned. And yeah, it's going to air on HBO. But I think we're better. <laughs> you know that. Yeah. Longer, longer running at this point, at least. Yes, we are legacy. This is a call out is. HBO. We are legacy rivals. Uh, Jackie, Jackie makes a good point that uh, the show has Graham McTavish from Outlander, and he's he very funny. Um, okay. And yeah, Graham McTavish, well, he can crack a joke. I could see. And this is a less serious role for him than uh, <laughs> than who he was on Outlander. So I'll hope for a joke or two from Graham McTavish in this. A less serious. I don't know who, who he played on Outlander, but he's playing the Lord Commander of the Kingsguard on on House of the Dragon. How not serious could it be? I mean, he uh, he had some pretty sleazy moments on Outlander. He had some good okay. moments. He was a very very great character, but he did some bad stuff. I guess um, his character in House of the Dragon is pretty straightforward and a nice guy, which is um we're gonna yeah. need some of those. What sure. his name is? Uh, Harold Westerling. Yes, there you go. Thank God. Yeah. That. Yeah. <laughs> As Julie says, I got to try to um, stick with you. Yeah, you will. Julie. Thank you, Julie. That's right. Speaking of, uh, so are we, we're nearing the end of the House of the Dragon stuff, I think. I just need to point out mm-hmm. this thing came out the official oh. or the official, the c- complete House of the Dragon from Hollywood Spotlight. This mm-hmm. is like 100 pages of Game of Thrones and House of the Dragon stuff. There's nice. a lot of really good stuff in it. George R. R. Martin talks about how he probably won't ever write about old Valyria, but we can hope. Teases there might be some other Valyrian steel weapons in the show if it gets far enough. And talks about his love of the dragons. He says he thinks these dragons are going, the show is going to do better than Game of Thrones in terms of the dragons. Because he kind of, I he threw some shade at Game of Thrones in the magazine in terms he was right. Yeah, just in terms of he was right in terms of how different the dragons look, because like Rhaegal and Viserion and Drogon all kind of look a little similar. Like Viserion's not really this brilliant white and gold like he's supposed to be like Rhaegal's real dark green. So it's exciting to hear him talk about how he's excited for all these different dragons, because we know that's some VFX nerds dream job. So, uh, I, I, I want to clarify all those that. Dragons. Like, I envy the concept artist who got to like design the dragons because you know, here design nineteen different dragons. How fun! Yeah, guess like here's what I think it should look like. The VF the VFX artists. Oh, those poor bastards! I don't envy them. Like, they have to like go every notes. single shot bit by bit and just tweak everything to make the color correction right. Oh, yeah. That job sounds hard. But um, thanks to everyone That's, who works uh, on the show. 
Yeah. And they did a different magazine, Empire, confirmed from Miguel Sapochnik that we are going to see nine dragons in season one. So 17 dragons total, nine dragons for season one. Kenny, to answer your question about this magazine, it is in stores as of yesterday. I think it's only in the United States, but like newsstands. So wherever magazines are sold, like Barnes and Noble, stuff like that. Old fashioned. Very charming. That's right. As Pablo asked. uh, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. No, no. I was just going to vent about being a former bookseller and being told things aren't in the store when they are. So it. let's go to comments. That's better. You were told things. Oh, like customers would tell you like, I'm looking for um, the grapes. Of no, wrath. No. It's nowhere. Even no, though it's no. Like it's right I called here, to see if they it. had this. I called to see if they had the magazine and they told me no. And I almost drove to another store um, that was farther away. I went and looked anyway. And there it was. But yeah, what, what was... <laughs> What was Pablo about to say? Let's Pablo let's was saying do that, that. So I'm not just ranting. That Pablo says that they hope they delve into the connection between <laughs> dragons and riders, and I'm sure they will. Yes. I mean, like dragons, yeah. right in the name. This is a dragon-focused series. Julie, can I ask you a question? How many of the Funkos you pre-ordered are of dragons, and how many are of humans? I'd be curious to know that. Um, it's got to be just the one. There's just the one dragon. Oh, it's just Cyrax. Nice. I know the Funkos. I can't lie. I did order one of the Funkos, the Comic-Con Allison. She's got the knife. She has the knife. She has. Ooh. I was like, okay, they've got Allison with the knife. I'll order that. Again, not to uh, spoil that heresy thing too much, but it might involve that knife. But again, uh, okay. Don't tell anybody. Okay. That knife has been pretty important later later in time. That's I true. also like the comment from Kenny because this is important. So I wonder if Amazon pushed the rings of power to September because they didn't want to compete with House of the Dragon. Uh-huh. Oh, it's gonna be so weird, you guys. So if that was the case, they failed because it's still going to compete with House of the Dragon. House of the Dragon's gonna run for two and a half months. Till the end of October, the Rings of Power is going to run yeah. for like from September, probably into October as well. So they're going to be on at the same time. They're going to be competing. It's going to be wild. You know what I realized? So ha- the Rings of Power, they announced that like a year ahead of time, that release date. It was That's kind of true, ridiculous. Yeah. And, and we we're all like, why are you announcing this so early? <laughs> so I, it almost felt like HBO dropped the gauntlet by saying we're going to air right around the same time. Sure. Um, so House of That's the Dragon true. is 10 episodes. The Rings of Power is eight, I believe. And they'll probably release multiple ones at the start. It's oh, like Amazon oh, does. Okay, good call. Okay. I was going to say, if they did one a week, that would mean they were airing their finales on the same week. <laughs> um, so Because oh, House of yeah. the Dragon starts two weeks earlier. So we'll definitely be keeping a close eye on those release schedules once we know for sure. They haven't announced it, but Amazon usually does multiple episodes and the first time so i think house of the dragon will start before links of power and end after it's over um which is gonna be i think you're right it's gonna be kenny says they're doing three and that sounds right to me that's been the Um, word i don't think that's officially confirmed but that's been the word although maybe i'm wrong i'm sorry kenny it's possible that it's been uh, officially confirmed but yeah i mean that's what they usually do so that's why i wouldn't be surprised by that at all and um Someone's going to win. I'm sorry. Someone's going to win. I know people are like like some of the producers are like, there's no competition. Bullshit. Yes, there's competition. It's two big high fantasy shows on at the same time. Tons of millions of dollars. There's a competition. One's going to win. 
I want to be House of the Dragon. I'm gonna and I'm looking for the bloodbath. And then like today, yeah. it was so funny. Like everyone's like, you shouldn't put us against each other. And then like it was Variety or somebody had some giant article like House of the Dragon versus yes. Lord of the Rings, the battle to be it. Just <laughs> accept it. You're on at the same time. You're fighting. You're fighting, and it's fine, and it's gonna be entertaining. I say just embrace that. Yeah. I'm tired of trying to act like it's not a battle for high fantasy supremacy, even though. So you're saying you, you shows, want actors and cast and crew to come out slinging shade left and right is what oh, I'm hearing. I want Twitter feuds. I want <laughs> like uh, fans on one side blasting fans on the other. I don't really actually want that. That's going to be horrible. I don't know about that one. <laughs> no, I, I, I take it back. I'm just I saying it's, I'm just saying it's inevitable. And even though I hope both of yeah. these shows succeed, it's, you're not a bad person if in your brain you naturally <laughs> compare them. I think it's very, very natural. No. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think it's natural. You know, it, it, it there's similar shows airing at the same time and we're going to be watching them at the same time. So it's kind of hard not to. Yeah. Like even just in uh, which am I more excited to turn on my TV to watch every week? You yeah, know, that sorry. happens naturally. I haven't meant to compare you know, the Orville to other sci-fi shows, but it happens to be the one I'm most excited to watch every yeah. week. It just happens. When you think about this stuff, of course, you're going to compare and contrast. Humans like comparing and contrasting. It's true. It's how we make sense of the universe. Uh-huh. It really is. So don't tell me not to do it. Uh, as Leo says, the only battle I want to see is who will win the most Emmys. House of Dragon Rings of Power. That would be very exciting. Yeah. It's human nature. Yeah, we can't help it. Thank Good, good point, LCH. Yeah. Jeremy. Speaking of shows that we're excited to see, Daniel... Should we talk about what else we're watching or what we're watching as we wait for House of the Dragon and ask the people, sure. what are you guys watching right now? Because I can yeah. say right now that one thing I am very excited for people to watch is the Sandman. This thing comes out on yeah. Netflix on Friday. It's this adaptation of a beloved Neil Gaiman comic, The Sandman. I've watched all 10 episodes. The review embargo is Friday, so I can't say specifics, but I really got into it. And I think I like it the more I yeah. think about it. And I've rewatched nice. it. And That's I always it a good more. sign. Yeah, it is a good sign. I don't know if it's going to be a hit because The Sandman, if you don't think about it, it's very um, kind of esoteric and strange. And it, it, it has anthropomorphic versions of human condition concepts as lead characters, um, which sounds <laughs> like something an insufferable PhD philosophy student came up after dropping a lot of acid. But I guarantee you it's really compelling as presented yeah. in the page and on TV. And I just really hope it catches on because I want to see the rest of the comic adapted. There's so much good stuff yeah. in it. And the season is very strong overall that there were things I didn't like about it, but they were overall is very, very strong. Um, and I, I just hope it catches on. So yeah. I'm going to use my Fingers tiny platform to say, one. watch the Sandman on Friday when it comes out and then <laughs> tell Netflix you want more. How about you? Yeah, Daniel? totally. You well, I see uh, Leo in the comments saying, Daniel, that Orville episode from last week was blockbuster epic. So, yeah, I've been watching the Orville and my God, that show is so good. This, I, season. It, this. I don't know how that became like the best sci fi show on TV right now, but it has just been amazing. Um, Last week's episode, it was like an hour and a half and I teared up for like the fifth episode <laughs> in a row. And like, yeah, mild spoilers. 
we'll just say a character dies. And we've griped here quite a bit about shows not following through. And I don't know how the Orville is the show that got the memo to actually kill off characters. So yeah, it's been really good. But that is not even all I've been watching. (laughs) I also watched Prey, the new Predator prequel movie. Yeah, and that, honestly, I've been mulling, I've been searching my soul to see if this is just me being a fanboy or if it's true. I think this might be the best Predator movie. Like, better than the original? Well, shut the front door, Daniel. It feels blasphemous to say, but, like, that the original Predator, for the record, like, listeners, that was, like, a formulative sci-fi movie for me. It was the first R-rated movie I ever saw. Sure. Loved it. Prey is just... I watched that and the original Predator back-to-back last night, and Prey is just a really good movie. It's a Native American period piece in 18th century America, and I've never seen a movie that combines that with science fiction the way that Prey does. Like, I would recommend it to people who don't like Predator. They should watch it, because it's that good. Yeah, you. You should watch it. I've never... I have nothing against the Predator, but um, I've never seen a Predator. I've seen, like, clips of the first one with Schwarzenegger and Apollo Creed, Um, but... I never actually watched it's not, it. Not a, it's, it's, hmm? Is it Apollo? I don't think it's Apollo Creed. It's the it's dude not? from The Mandalorian. Oh, yeah, it is. I, I don't I remember either of their names. Whatever. It's not important. Um, but that one looks cool because of the conceit of the doing like a sci-fi big prequel thing like in antiquity, not antiquity, in like yeah. a Native American 18th century setting is very, very cool and interesting and unique. So, I mean, I... I'm more interested in this than I've ever been in a Predator film. Yeah. Carl Weathers. Thank you. Judy. Carl Weathers. Thank and you, Judy. who is Apollo Creed? Carl Weathers. It, oh, Carl Weathers. Yeah, I'm right. How dare you, Shane? Okay, me. you're right. You're right. I haven't seen Rocky in a long time. That's on me. Yeah, it it really like... So I saw um, LCH Jeremy saying better than Arnie. And like, man, I have been... Like, it, it can't be better than Arnie is kind of what I've been thinking. But honestly, I think it is. There are just so many things about it that are so good. The Native American aspect is fantastic. Like, it's obvious they had really good talent in mm-hmm. front of and behind the cameras, making sure that, like, things were accurate and, like, tonally true to the time period. But, like, the sound design was amazing. It gets the idea of, like, the predator hunting things. So, like, predator and prey is something that the movies haven't always gotten. The first one did, but not all of the sequels. And this one sure. understands it in a, in a better way. So, yeah, oh, nice. I could I could gush I could gush for days, but Prey was excellent. I hope you guys all watch it on Friday. It looks like Jeremy33 is going to watch it based, based on, your, on your recommendation. We have a lot of good comments oh, here. Oh, God, you definitely should. Uh, Pablo is watching um, For All Mankind, which is another one of those shows. I like That and The Orville are two shows I really want to watch more. I've seen some of both, and I like them yeah. both, but I've really got to get on. There's just too much to freaking watch. Um, Julie said she's going to watch um, The Sandman. And again, just if you're able, just give it a try is what I asked. If if it's not for you, whatever. Julie also saw Thor Love and Thunder. Loved it because she likes cool things. Unlike Daniel Roman, who just sees Thor Love and Thunder and has criticisms. (laughs) (laughs) I'm happy you enjoyed it. Well, let's... uh, (laughs) That that can be my proof for how good prey is because I I'm not afraid to rag on the thing if I don't like it. Yeah. So if I like it, I'll tell you. Hot call. 
the final thing that let's see if any other comments come to disappear in that thing. And yes, people are correct that I was right about Carl Weathers. I just want to see uh, have that in, yes, in the record. Thank you. So we'll watch Succession. It's great. The Boys, which is a lot of fun. Some random episodes of Game of Thrones. And can't wait to watch The Sandman, which I recommend. Ooh, I'm, ugh, I'm, nice. I, I, I'm crossing my fingers for it. It might not. The reason I'm so nervous is because I can see how it might not be for some people. Like I'm watching this like, this is yeah. odd. But it was it was for me. And That's um, Neil I, Gaiman, I, though. Yeah. You know, I feel like that's any of his stories. Like some people are just crazy about it and some people it just doesn't click for. I hope this is the one though. I'm hoping. Also, as um, Melissa Kircher says, watching Westworld, such a good season, which we agree with. Nice. We've been fans of Westworld here. Yeah. Jackie's watching Better Call Saul, which is ramping up to its finale, which is pretty exciting. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff. And I mean, not that anybody cares, but there's also doing She-Hulk this month. That's happening. And or got, yeah. I guess we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, there's just a yeah. lot to enjoy right now. The Orville and For All Mankind are both great series. Oh, the, the, the final thing I tried last night, I finally watched the first two episodes of The Bear, uh, which is that Hulu show oh, everyone's talking it? about. Um, I yeah. liked it. I thought it was I thought it was nice. It's basically Bob's Burgers, but sad uh, was kind of the <laughs> thing I was getting from it. It's a guy in a Chicago restaurant and he's just hard scrabble trying to make it work. And he's underwater with the finances. Yeah. And he has like a bunch of people who work under him, who work for him, who are his wacky employees. Not really wacky, but um, but it, it, it's it's a dramedy with a lot of drama. It's barely a dramedy. Yeah. And he has family problems okay. and he has interrelational problems and he has a traumatic past. I will also say, speaking as a Chicagoan of Italian descent, I didn't feel completely represented well, um, okay. but it was cute. It's fun. I'll keep watching it. The bear on Hulu. Okay. Everyone's talking about so it. So I just felt so, need to dip in. Yeah, I, I totally get that temptation. I've been thinking about it too. If they're... Where there are not so many things hour, to watch. Chip. So it's okay. That's nice. That That's the opposite of most of these shows, which are like, here's our next episode. It's an hour and 20 minutes. Hope you didn't have anything to do. How's the dragon? How's the dragon? Looks like it's going to be like an hour. It looks like it's going to be like yes. a pretty much hour long episode, which I'm in support of. Yeah, me too. I am in favor of TV being TV. I really am. I, I mean, and I'm sure when I get to the Orville, I'll love it. But yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm right there with you. The long episode times, I think if you're going to do long episode times, you need to commit, like realize you're not just doing the same type of episodic TV where you can drag mm -hmm. out the same events. So like the Orville, each episode of this season feels like a short film almost or a yeah. regular like film. Um, they like they stand very well on their own. Each one has a beginning, middle and end. They're not like stringing you along to cliffhanger you to the next one. Like you get a resolution each Which time. Which is great. It's very, very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Richard, Richard in, in the chat saying that, that 90 Orville minute episode. Orville episode was needed. Dude, it was incredible. And I do not say that. I mean, I've been raving about the Orville all season. Yeah, I'm all out of tears too, Man, Richard. I, I hear you. I'm not prepared for the finale tomorrow. Okay, tomorrow. One thing Man. I saw in, in the chat I just wanted to hit on, I think Nicole asked, do I need to watch the other Predator movies to understand Prey? No, you do not. Do I? Each of the Predators stands pretty well on their own, and like Prey and the original Predator are pretty sim. Like the structure is very similar. They're like they're horror movies, but with an alien and science fiction. But this one, especially because it's 300 years earlier, there are ties to the other Predator movies. But you don't miss. It. That's not going to impact your viewing at all if you don't catch them. They're not like integral to anything. Nice. 
Well, Daniel, um, yeah. shall we move on to the final part of the episode where we do the Wick News lightning round, where we go over several stories that we couldn't get to in the main body of the show and give our 20 second yeah. reactions? Absolutely. And you Great. are welcome, Nicole. Yes, definitely. Lots of good and comments today. Uh, you guys are great. Um, I love all the comments that you're bringing. Really appreciate the yes. conversations. Really fun. And let's uh, let's take it on home with the Wick News a lightning round. Daniel, I, as usual, I did not arrange these, so we're just going to go and see what happens. Um, I'll just I've go ahead ask and ask you this you... one first. Oh, okay, hit me. Sure. <laughs> well, do you have opinions about this one? Because I don't know quite as much. I have opinions about everything. Don't worry. Uh, okay. Okay. So DC DC canceled the Batgirl movie. Yeah, this is so interesting because okay, so Batgirl movie. They're... They're making a Batgirl movie with Leslie Grace and um, the other, Brendan Fraser and Michael Keaton, and they canceled it. And 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 the story there is that it was that, that it was done. It was like shot. Like they spent yeah. over, like almost hundred million dollars on it, and it's gone. And they think it's because they're trying to de-emphasize HBO Max. That was when it's going to go out on. Things are changing over at Warner Bros. Discovery. Stay tuned. Yeah. All right. More on that as it develops. Speaking of IP going through some results, Daniel. Oh, yeah. MGM has lost the rights to Tomb Raider, the video game about Laura Croft. And now the rights are in a bidding war. Do you Tomb Raid? Yeah. Yeah. So Tomb Raider, you know, there were the movies with um, Angelina Jolie. And then there uh-huh. was another one in, I believe, 2018 with Alicia. Uh, Alicia. Yeah. Um, and they're waiting to make a sequel with Lovecraft Country uh, screenwriter Misha Green, okay. and they lost the rights because they just never greenlit it. And now studios are in a feeding frenzy to make the new Tomb Raider, yeah, whatever sure that are. may be. Feeding frenzy. Okay, <laughs> it's established, Dan. It's a it's a safe bet. So Star Wars Andor uh-huh. is delayed to September twenty first back from late august yeah this thing's coming in august now it's, coming out, now it's coming out in late september this next big star wars series starring cassian andor as the star wars super spy nobody asked for um you know what i say i actually think the show looks kind of cool like those trailers it does I, I i i do like the um the practical looking uh sets and effects they have going it's unusual Thanks. i feel like for disney to delay something this big this soon but they did it yeah okay oh I, here's a fun yeah, one I, mm-hmm just that I wonder if it had more to do with Disney's slate of television than it did with the state of Andor. Hard to know. We'll never know. Anyway, oh, I'll know. Next <laughs> bit is that the television show Snowpiercer on TNT, I think, wrapped up early because the shoot had to be shut down prematurely because too many crew members and cast members were suffering from heat exhaustion where they were filming in Canada, which is supposed to be temperate. Yes, Yep, they were people had to go to the hospital. Snowpiercer, a show about the world getting so cold, people live on a train, uh, shuts down due to extreme heat in Canada. So that sounds ridiculous. Global warming's not funny, and uh, maybe we should take it seriously. That's my hot take on Snowpiercer 20 seconds of gold. (laughs) Boom. Okay, all right. Uh, next up. The Gray Man, very maybe acclaimed movie that I think some people might have seen. Uh, it's already getting a sequel and a spinoff. So Netflix yeah. thinks you saw it. The Gray Man, Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans from the Rooster Brothers, my Avengers Endgame and Infinity War. I mean, it kind of got reviewed middling, but it was definitely hugely watched. These Netflix things with like yeah. people named Ryan, these movies have been really, really, really successful. And of course, right now we get a universe. We get a sequel. We get a spinoff. We get 
uh, Funkos and, 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 and Happy Meal toys, stuff like that. It's happening. That's that's what I was to say. All right. Oh, Daniel, you care, you care a lot about this. I know that you care about this a lot. So, so much. The DC (laughs) CW show, the flash is going to end with a shorter than usual ninth season. How devastated are you? I'm so devastated. Um, (laughs) no, I'm not for, (laughs) uh, I am happy for Flash fans that they are going to get an actual ending. It's nice to see at least something on the CW getting that treatment because so much has been unceremoniously canceled. I think it's kind of shady that the Flash is getting it when there are so many other shows that people love mm-hmm. just as much, if not more. But not going to look a gift flash in the mouth. All right. I'm going to ask you this next one because I want to hear your reaction. Um, and I want to save the oh, other God. one for last because you okay, were interested okay. in this. Um, so to, to tell you, to, <laughs> just interested to, in this. Okay. For some context, after Daniel learned this yesterday, he slacked me. He was like, is this real? So I want to hear your reaction yes. to this. Um, Daniel, okay. 20 seconds on the clock. Jake Gyllenhaal will star in a remake of the Patrick Swayze beat up movie Roadhouse. <laughs> I can't even listen to you ask it without laughing. Who asked for a Roadhouse reboot? Like Roadhouse uh-huh. is a, it's a classic movie, whatever, but it's not like it reinvented the wheel. It's basically about a dude who moves into a town and becomes the bouncer at a bar by uh-huh. kung fuing a bunch of uh, people who are stirring up trouble. Like, I don't know why we're getting a Roadhouse reboot with Jake Dylan Hall. Let us know if you want that. Are you the (laughs) person who asked for it? (laughs) Was it you? Okay. Okay. And finally, um, the last bit was a bit more somber. Yeah, we're going to dial it back from uh, from Jake Gyllenhaal Roadhouse for a second. So one of the bigger news of this week is that Nichelle Nichols, who played Lieutenant Uhura on the original Star Trek, passed away at the age of 89. What are your thoughts, Dan? We can just talk about this, uh, I think, back and forth if we want. Nichelle Nichols, obviously sure. an icon for literal decades, um, not just as an actor in the Star Trek show and the six movies, but also worked with NASA to recruit female astronauts and astronauts of color into the program, was famously persuaded by Martin Luther King Jr. to stay on Star Trek after she wanted to go pursue greener pastures, had one of the first interracial kisses on TV ever with William Shatner back in the 60s. I mean, she was 89. It was a long life, well-lived, amazing career, amazing person. She'll be missed. Totally. It really, she really was a proper icon and it's sad to see her go, but she left quite a legacy behind her. Yeah, absolutely. I, and I think that that really becomes clear too, when you see how many people have, you know, spoken up, like honoring her, like different people from Star Trek, different people who her as a role model, as a woman of color on television at that time, like all the different people who were inspired by her, you know, we've talked about the Orville quite a bit. Seth MacFarlane talked about Nichelle yeah. Nichols because obviously he's a big Star Trek fan. Yeah. So it it's sad. It, she had a very full life. It, she died of natural causes. Right. In um, her sleep at age 89. So um, we shall never see her like again. Exactly. All right, everybody. Yeah. That is our show. Thanks so much for watching. We are here every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time on the Winter is Coming Facebook page and the Winter is Coming YouTube page to talk all things a Game of Thrones, a Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, Star Trek, fantasy, sci-fi, TV, movies, etc. and so forth. Um, we're also available in podcast form wherever podcasts are available. And we're going to be doing House of the Dragon recap reviews 
on the Sunday nights after they air on our YouTube and Facebook pages. You can also check us out on TikTok, where we are blasting you with cool, quick clips, or or as we call it, the Wick Talk, which is very smart. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next week. Live long and prosper. This podcast is brought to you by Fansighted. Join our community of over 300 sites from sports to pop culture and everything in between. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.